you know, as we head in, obviously this is a week that a lot of us, it's so funny because we're talking about living in God's will. There are times in the Bible where it flat out says, this is God's will for you. When it does, how many know it's important to listen? 1 Thessalonians 5.18 uh, is, is pretty clear about this. And as you see it there, we must give thanks to the Lord. It's the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. So the Bible says that we must live a life of giving thanks to God. Because it's God's will for us to do that. How many know just because it says it's God's will doesn't mean we do it? Come on now. It's God's will that we do a lot of things, right? But I believe that in it will unlock some things for us. And not just because on Thursday you're going to pass out from eating too much turkey. <laughs> I'm pretty much passing out right now from eating turkey. Come on. But it's important that we understand that if this is one of the major keys for us to live in the will of God and to receive every, and what does that mean? God has a desire for your life. God has a desire for you, a place for you to be emotionally, physically, spiritually, a place in your core of cores that God says, this is where I want you to be. It's an emotional state. It is a physical place, right? Come on, you want to be around the friends that God is calling you to connect with. You want to be in the church. I mean, there's a lot of places, but it's important to understand that when God says, it's my will that you do this, it's like, yeah, okay, let's take that as an important note. And, and we're going to talk about giving thanks. And I want to share some things with you this morning because I believe that we're going to unlock some things this morning. I believe that you're going to experience another level of freedom when we understand the power of thanksgiving. You know, God cannot thank himself. It's one of those things that is, you know, God can do a lot of things on his own if he wanted to, but he's not going to thank himself. Thanksgiving is one of those things that God gives us the opportunity to do so we're reminded of his goodness, so we're reflective on his nature, so we can release, you know, the destiny that God's... Listen, have you ever met somebody that's just not thankful? Can I tell you? My son is three. When Christmas, I remember he was two. I went out of my way to go crazy about Christmas gifts. The first two he was excited, thankful. It got less and less excited. I mean, he would open a gift, flip it to the side. I mean, not even a, I was like, boy, I will hit you in the head with this Tonka truck. You better, you ungrateful two-year-old. But no one wants to be the ungrateful one, right? You go out of your way to serve, and it's like nothing's ever good enough. They're constantly complaining. Clearly, it's not my two-year-old, but they're constantly complaining, always moping, even when there's a reason to say thank you. They're not. Man, just run away from that person. And if it's you, come get prayer. Do you know what I mean? There's no, it doesn't end well for that guy. You know what I'm saying? That's the opposite of being thankful. Being thankful redirects your state into belief. Not being thankful is constantly complaining and moping, and really it's going to lead to some bad things. So I want to share a few things understanding on Thanksgiving. The first thing I want to tell you, in, in, in number one, is Thanksgiving qualifies you to have divine presence. 
It quali- Listen, it's the qualification for you to have the presence of God in your life and moving in your midst. When we give thanks, when we live a life of thanksgiving, it qualifies us to live in divine presence. Listen, I don't want to live this life in Christianity without the touch of God. Come on now. It's not just for worship when Pastor Sarah opens her mouth. It's every day. His presence can be a blanket at your job when you need to make decisions for your family. Come on, when you're struggling, when you feel attacks or temptation, that's the moment. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 says, What shall we say then to those things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? Listen to me. Thanksgiving qualifies you for God to be on your side. For him to be for you. We want God to be for us. We want God to be moving in our midst. And we need to live a life of thanksgiving and praise. It qualifies you. It's the automatic entry point to live a life that God's called us to live. It has nothing to do with thanksgiving. Do you understand me? I mean, Thursday coming up to eat food. It is so beyond that. It is an everyday thing in your life to learn to live a life of praise to live a life of thankfulness. Those men and women, they're history makers. They're presence-lived people when you're thankful. The second thing we need to understand is gratitude attracts heaven's resources. When When we have gratitude towards the Lord, man, it unlocks everything that God has for us. I was reading in the Bible, Mark chapter 6, and it's, a, it's an interesting little moment here that most people uh, wouldn't see. And it says this. And, and so here it is, Mark chapter 6, verse 22. And when uh, Herodias' daughter herself came in and danced and pleased Herod, and those that sat with him, the king said to the girl, ask me whatever you want and I'll give it to you. Oh, come on now. Here's an evil king. This woman had no hope and no desire, and she was just gracious. She had gratitude. And an earthly king said, wow, I'm so blessed by your thankfulness. You ask anything, I'll give it to you. Let me tell you something. How much more is your heavenly father ready to do everything in our lives when when we're gracious, when we have gratitude, when we live in thanksgiving? It unlocks the heart of God. Because it's not that his heart isn't unlocked already, it's that yours isn't. So when you say thank you, it unlocks your ability to receive what he has for you. It unlocks your ability to tap into heaven's resources. Now we begin to understand why it's God's desire, it's his will for your life that we live thankful. And I'm not talking about just when there's, when, when, you know, when it's clear to be thankful. I'm talking about when you can't find anything to be thankful for. I'm talking about when it does, you don't just, you're not just being spurred for something. If I gave you a gift, uh, we, we were uh, at Chad's house last night, and I made the best gingerbread house. MJ fall back. No, sit down, son, I made one. My wife, too. She's coughing up here. Mariah is so aggressive. Huh? Oh, I did. I, uh, true. Okay. I want a coin toss. I didn't want everyone to vote against me because then I would just start hating all of you in the house. So I just thought, let's do a coin. And I won, and, and he, he uh, sent me a little Starbucks gift card, to, you know, because I won. So I leaned over in the front. And I said, thank you. 
He sent me an email this morning from Starbucks saying, here's your coffee. And I said, thank you. Listen, it's appropriate. Thank, when somebody does something for you, you just naturally want to say, oh, thanks. Thanks for helping. Thanks for serving. You know, a lot of people servicing them. I'm always thanking people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It goes a long way. And it's a natural reaction. But when we're not, when things aren't spurring you to say thank you, then how do we respond? Because God is not on trial and he doesn't owe you anything. So when we live a life of thankfulness, then we actually can be reminded of his goodness, come back to the things that he's done for us, and center ourselves to receive heaven's resources. Thank you, Chad, for a cup of coffee. The third thing, complaining seems rational, but it's, gonna, but it's destructive. Complaining seems rational, but it's destructive. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10, says this. Well, verse 9, nor let us tempt Christ as some of them is also tempted. And they were destroyed. 10.10 says, nor don't even complain as some of them who also complained. And they were destroyed by the destroyer. Complaining will bring destruction. Facebook complaining will bring destruction. Complaining is the opposite of thankfulness. And too many times as Christians, we want to rationalize things and, well, I'm just speaking what I see. No, what you see is the newspaper called Hell's Times written by the editorial board called Satan. It's not rational. You're not a wise person. You just have a master's degree in this natural world. But it's important to understand when, listen to me, if you are a complainer, put a shield on your head because destruction's coming. If you know a complainer, tell them to watch out because destruct, listen, it, 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 is, it is a result of reaping and sowing. When God has given you everything and we're not gracious and we're not thankful and we're holding back our praise for when he answers our request in our timeline, honey, you're serving the wrong gospel. He doesn't owe us anything. He's God. He died on the cross. He spilled his blood. He's given us unconditional love. And when we complain, we reduce that in our life. It's quiet, babe. A lot of complainers. What comes out of our mouth when trials come? What do we speak? When, 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 when you feel all hell against you, what comes out of your mouth? When that family, come on, it's Thanksgiving. I know how crazy your families are. When you get around crazy family this week, what comes out of your mouth? When they say something you don't agree with or they want to go at it with you, what comes out of your mouth? Friends, listen to me. It's never right to do wrong. Do you understand me? Everything's a love test. But it is never acceptable as children of God to live in a realm of doubt and to constantly complain. And side note, it's extremely unattractive. You wonder why you ain't got no friends. Well, maybe nobody wants to come to Complain Island. 
we tried that island. It doesn't work. It leaves me stranded again at the end of the day. When we complain, we eradicate the blessing of the Lord. If gratitude opens up heaven's resources, complaining will close it over you. We cannot live people that complain. Listen, I'm telling you right now, we are not, we're not on this earth to flip out earthly opinions that aren't lining up with God's word. And, if, and if, if God isn't responding to your prayers on the timeline you want, then you need to start reading the Bible and thanking him for what he has done for you. Because it will unlock your heart for thankfulness again, to believe and receive what he has. Well, what about if it's just me and my wife? But this still ain't right. Listen, there's never an area of your life where the Lord's like, okay, you and Satan and your wife can just have a conversation and then come back to reality. As long as by Sunday morning you button it up. That's why we got whole churches that are disqualified from heaven's resources because we confuse our confession. Because when we believe something, we don't really believe it with our mouths and our lives. I know it sounds so simple, but it's true. We just want, and I'm not saying you walk around, oh man, I just said a bad, I just said a negative thought, is God going to strike me dead? No, don't be silly. But don't let a pattern of that come in your life. You know, you go through some hard times, you say a few things, maybe you're frustrated, that's fine. But don't you, don't become the complainer. Because God has so much more for you. When answers aren't enough, he's still good. When we don't get the report we want, he's still good. It's, it, the faith realm, the miracle faith realm actually thrives in that place. The Petri dish for miracles is when it looks like there's no hope and you still thank him for the miracle. Come on, you know what Petri dish is, right? Not just, when I was in, I think I was in Eastern Point. <laughs> Wasn't many school years here, friends. I was in Eastern, I told you, I hawked a loogie into the Petri dish. And Pfizer made me put it on the shelf, and the thing, like, grew into a green monster. The Petri dish for miracles is thankfulness. When it doesn't look like anything of life is going to manifest, and you still give them praise, you're going to turn around, and that's going to breed miracles for you. So complaining, we can't do it. It's going to be destructive in our lives. The next thing we need to realize is that we can pray and miss, but you can't praise and miss. Praise gives you access to God's heart. Oh, friends, that's good stuff right there. It's important to understand, I'm telling you, mightier men of God than me, higher than my pay grade, will tell you praise is almost is more important than prayer. Pray, when you praise, you cannot miss the mark. You can pray selfishly. You can pray for somebody else's wife. It ain't the Lord. You can pray for something that, doesn't, that isn't God's will or just have some kind of earthly desire. God can't bless that prayer. It's not his desire. But when you praise God, you cannot miss. Praise changes everything. How many know who David was? David was a powerful guy. Turn with me to book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 22. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. I'm telling you right now, I want that to be said of your life. Can you imagine if you die and someone's writing something about your life and they're like, you know what? You were a person, you were a woman after God's own heart. 
You were a man after God's own heart. Well, that's amazing. David understood the secret to God's heart. Turn with me to Psalm 119. Listen, I can almost guarantee this is going to be crazy here. Lord showed me some nuggets out this book. Psalm 119. It's the long one. I'm turning there too, so. Psalm 119. Here's crazy. It's crazy. It's about to get nuts. Psalm 119, David. Almost there. Here we go. Psalm 119, verse 164. It's a long song, homie. Says this Seven times a day I praise you. (laughs) It's awesome. He's keeping track. I mean, this is amazing. Seven times a day, I praise you. David, who, who wrote some of the most powerful songs and wrote the book of Psalms, and all, a man after God's own heart, a giant killer says, seven times a day, I give you praise. Friends, I'm asking you, did you do it once yesterday? Seven, don't answer, please. Seven times a day. David had to make a memory, and he wrote down seven times, I gave you praise. Man, come on now. Come on. David ain't going to outpraise the Levex. I'll tell you right now, we ain't got time for this. Seven times a day, he says, God, I gave you praise because of your righteous judgments. Here's what's crazy. Turn me to Psalm 55. Don't even ask me how this comes about. It's called Revelation. Psalm 55, verse 17, David says, Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud. Oh, come on, friends. Let's do some math here. David is writing out to you, I prayed three times a day. Evening, morning, and at noon. But he wants you to know he praised him seven times a day. I'm telling you, praise will be greater than your reluctant prayers. Praise, you cannot miss with praise. You can't even miss with praise. It's an immediate activator. It's an immediate blessing in your life. Immediately it causes God's resources and his attraction to you. You cannot miss it when you praise him. You can pray all day long. If you're selfish or you're not praying God's prayer, then you're in trouble. Hence, we do a lot of declarations, but you cannot miss with praise. Praise scares the enemy. I'm going to tell you right now. David said, listen, seven times. He's a man. Listen, you want to be a person after God's heart, then praise more. Give him glory more. Don't wait till Sunday morning. Praise him. Listen, no matter where you are, you you might be in a tough situation. Take a time out. Go outside and just start giving God praise. Start thanking him for his goodness. Start thanking him for his mercy and his grace and his word and his spirit. Praise changes everything. You can miss with prayer, but you cannot miss when you praise. When you live that life of thanksgiving, you can't miss. Come on, this, ain't, this, this is beyond the turkey table, friends. We're going deep this morning. Thanksgiving thanks the Lord for what he's done. Praise. We thank God for what he's done, and we praise him for who he is. We thank God for the things that he has done and and will do. 
but we praise him for who he is. Praise has, there's no ulterior motives. You're awesome. You are of mighty. You are the everlasting God, full of love and mercy and power and grace. We praise him for who he is. You heard the term, seek the giver, not the gift. Friends, when you look at the giver, you'll get the gift. Praise changes everything. Everything rises in the house of a thanksgiver. And nothing can grow in our heart without thanksgiving and praise. If you want a house that's blessed, then be a thanksgiver. Everything rises in the house of somebody that gives thanks. The Bible says give thanks with a grateful heart. It's so important that we understand that it's a weapon. The enemy doesn't want you to be thankful. Hence, he's constantly trying to give you a narrative that nothing's going to happen. And number five, if you cannot see what he's done, then you're not ready to see what you desire. It is impossible to focus on what you believe is coming if you do not acknowledge what he has done. When we give God thanks, you know, the Bible says in Philemon 1.8, it says, you know, uh, every time I share my faith, he, you know, we are reminded of every good thing that the Lord has done. Be active in sharing your faith so you remember what he's done. Can I tell you, you need to remember. You need to remember where he's brought you from. You need to remember what, where, you know, where you could have been. You know, in America, it's like, you know, we're just, you have health care and food, right? When you go to Africa, you go to some of these nations that actually are in revival. I'm about to see a pastor in, in, in a week. He's a million people come to his service on Sunday morning. Not a conference. A million people. Listen, I'll go all over the world for that man to pray for me. These people live in a different realm. Because in Africa, everybody's dying off from sickness. And you know how they look at it? I'm alive. I need to give them praise. I can breathe. I'm giving them praise. I could have been dead. I'm giving them praise. I could have been in the car accident. We don't get that because you have medical all around you. Friends, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed to live in America. You're blessed to be here. You're blessed to have freedom of religion. I've been to China, man. You don't got shot. China, China owns all the land. You can't even buy property in China. They own everything. The government owns everything and they want it that way. And they put a church somewhere that they control and they take a preacher and they say, you're going to preach this or we're going to put you in prison. And they tell the preachers what to preach to the people. If you go to China, there's no Google. There's no YouTube. I mean, can you even think what I'm trying to tell you? Even your American phones, if you try to go, it's blocked by the Chinese government. What? You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're breathing. You're blessed. You're alive. Come on now. You're blessed. All the military men, he saved your lives. Come on. You're blessed. You're here. You're blessed. The car accidents that you survived. You're blessed. 
we must be reminded of what he's done for us. And if we cannot thank God for what he's done, then we can't receive where he wants you to be. I promise you this, friends. God has so much more for you, but all you need to do is just turn around for a second and thank him. Just a second. God, you blessed me, my family. You blessed me with friends. You blessed me with my job. My children are here. Come on now. Because we live in a day where we're so focused on the one that didn't make it. We, we want to gather around the casualty and the things that we can't explain on this earth. No one's going to give you the answer you want. It doesn't exist on this realm. Do you hear me? Hell is hell. Man, I talked to some of these women yesterday, the stories that they've been through. What do you even say? There's nothing to say. You've lost your husband. You've lost your children. There's nothing to say to that. But when we become a culture that focuses on that, Instead of how good he is, then we're not going to make it. Because I'm telling you, his ways are greater than ours. We don't understand, friends. When you serve God, we give up the right to be in control. But he'll never let you down. Ever. Ever let you down. When you go through trials, there's a peace that surpasses natural understanding. There was a young boy that we were teaching in Sunday school. And I babysit him sometimes and taught him how to play basketball. And, you know, he was at a church and went to Bible school, whatever. Make a long story short, the dude, the dude gets in a car wreck on 395. I saw him at the Olive Garden the week before. And he was like, I need to meet with you. God's calling me. I'm just unhappy. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to meet. I didn't call him. He gets, he, they find him in a car wreck coming, coming down. Then they want me to go pray. Man, it was the most dead-filled hospital room. Bible school students are running in and out, collapsing on the floor, shrieking. He's 24, man. He wants to be a minister. He's, he's whatever, youth pastor. All the preachers in the room were just, I mean, it might as well be the legion of de yeah, devils. You know what I mean? No one wants to talk. It was like a library. We praying in the Holy Ghost. We're going to the hospital. We're excited to see God move. You walk in there, it was like, it was like a flag of defeat was already waved. I looked around this room, it felt like devils. I said to my wife, baby, if I'm ever laying in this like that, don't you let anybody in this room, unless they're gonna play an instrument, they're gonna lay hands on me, they're gonna give God praise, you're not gonna put my hospital room like this. And you know, they wanted us to pray. My wife is going to town. All these preachers thought that she was so, what do you mean the kid is dead? We did nothing right. I'm not going to give, I'm not going to honor somebody for a prayer that wasn't answered. And he died. A lot of confusion. Man, 24 years old, that makes no sense. Gave his life to the ministry. And I'll never forget at the funeral I spoke, everybody's confused. You really see where people are when you can't get the answer. And they start singing, you know, blessed be the name of the Lord, you give and take away. Friends of mine, everybody in this church, probably 500 people, they wouldn't even want to move. They didn't even want to raise their hand. They still acted like they were in a library. The mother who was in the mission field of this boy comes to the altar with both her hands raised and was the only one in the room that was praising God. Friends of mine, I remember I called Pastor Brian. I said, Pop, you won't even believe, man. This woman, you know what he said to me? Christianity is the only way that that could ever be possible. 
You can't do that if you serve Buddha. You can't do that if you're Muslim. It doesn't exist. It's a living God that heals your heart enough when you lose a 24-year-old to sin at the altar and say, blessed be your name. Is she really? She's on the mission field as we speak. Why am I telling you this? Because, friends, we have to not, we cannot reduce ourselves to a culture that just wants to find the worst thing and hold on to that. There are some things that you may not understand until we get to heaven. Do you understand me? And I'm unashamed to say I have some questions. There's some things I don't understand, but it doesn't change who he is. He's still the God of all comfort. He's still the one that died on the cross that gives us health and peace on this earth. And as long as I'm alive, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for healing and peace and health. And if you've had a loss, you're going to get the God of all comfort that's going to minister to you. And like that woman, you're going to be able to praise in the midst of a storm. But the lie of the enemy is we huddle around the dead guy somehow like God's on trial and owes you something. He owes you nothing. If he never did another thing for you, you praise him. I told the Lord, if you never even answer a prayer again, I'm in. If he never comes through, I'm still in. If he doesn't answer, I'm still in. he's, He's already proved himself faithful. He saved my soul. I'm forever grateful. He died on that cross. But when you are facing impossibilities and you continually come back to what you know is true, it ignites you to believe for what's ahead. Hope is filled in the place of God, I thank you. And he's been good to you. You woke up this morning. You have friends that didn't. He's been good to you. You made it out. Other people haven't. He's been good to you. And we must keep our focus on his goodness so we can see his hand in our life move in a powerful way. Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Everything that breathes on this earth. You let your cat praise the Lord. Friends, everything on this planet that has breath better give him praise. Every, it, you're not an exception. We must give him praise. And that's the last verse of the last song. I'm going to close with this and pray for you. Turn with me to Acts 16. There's so many scriptures, so many stories. Obviously, there's limited time. But I was so moved by this. I feel the Holy Spirit. Acts 16. And in verse 26, we see Paul and Silas are in prison. It was ugly. Listen to me. They were in prison about to die. It was an ugly situation. And the Bible says in verse 26, verse 25, but at midnight. Friends, nothing good comes at midnight. You know, you hear what I'm saying? Not a lot of great things are going on at midnight. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. In singing praise to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. 
Do you want to know something? At that moment, they seemed like they were out of their mind. At that moment, it seemed like, why are you singing praise? You're about to die. We're in prison. You're in prison. Why? What are you even thanking God for? You have no right to be, in, be thanking God. There's no reason you should be thanking God. And the Bible says in the midnight hour, they began to sing praise to God. And in verse 26, a suddenly took place. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Get out of Dodge. Really, dude? If I was a prisoner hearing them praise, mocking them, and the earthquake happened, I'd get it right quick. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Come on, I'm going to tell you right now, praise is going to loose your chains. Praise is going to set you free from the things in your past that is holding you back. It's praise. It's, it's the same pattern today. When we get out of our situation and we start giving him praise, it changes everything. When we stop looking at what's not going on and we give him praise, the chains of our past are broken off of us. Because our perspective changes. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. It's the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. God, teach us how to praise. Teach us how to praise. Let our mouths be the trumpets of worship. Father, I thank you this morning that the chains are coming off. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace over our lives. And Father, in that name this morning, we make a decision that we praise in the face of our mountains. We praise over our circumstances. We tell you this morning, God, that you're good. We tell you that your love endures forever. We tell you that you're worthy of it all. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you adoration this morning. Come on, lift your voices, church. You need to talk. God, we give you praise. We give you praise. Open your mouth and tell him he's good. God, we give you praise this morning. You alone are God. There's none like you, Father. You are the way maker. You're the God of the impossible. Only you can save our family. Only you can touch our lives. God, we thank you now for the breakthrough we thank you now for the breakthrough God father we thank you that you're in control we thank you that your ways are above our ways we thank you that you're here with us even now God God let every chain fall off let every chain fall off change our perspective God we look to you the author and finisher of our faith this morning comfort our souls God we thank you for healing in our life. We thank you for healing in our, our hearts, God. I will tell you this. There's times in my life when I'm believing God for major miracles. 
and the Lord tells me, stop praying and start thanking me. And I'm going to tell you what, I, I see more miracles from thanksgiving. I see more healings from praise because we get our, our list out of the way and we just begin to thank him for the results. He already paid for it on the cross. Do you hear me? Your need is your supply. Come on now. He's already given it to you. He supplies our needs. Well, God, we give you needs to supply this morning. We thank you that you have all power. God, that you govern our lives, our jobs, our families. Lord, they're in your hands. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give it to God. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Give it to the Lord. Just as we dedicated our children and we give them to the Lord, we've got to do this with our lives, our relationships, our family. Come on now. Hovering grandmothers have never produced change. Come on now. Come on now. Helicopter moms, it ain't going to work. We give them to God. We trust the Lord with our family, with our grandkids, with our children's children. We trust the Lord with our jobs. We give them to God. Our relationships, come on, the crazy family we're going to have to eat with this week. We give them to God. The opinions that come with them, we give it to God. He's in control. I'm telling you, live a life of praise. I challenge you this week, every day, give God praise. Live a life of thanksgiving. Every day of your life, it will change your perspective. I guarantee it. You'll stop asking why. I guarantee it. You'll start seeing the results that you've always believed for because you will be revealed more to who he is. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 I know, listen, God's given you a message this morning. I don't want you to look at your circumstances anymore the same. I'm telling you, it's big God, little devil. It's his, his possibility. Everything, all impossibility is possible with God. And he that is faithful, that who began a good work in you, is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's such a faithful God. He's faithful. God, you're faithful. God, you're faithful. We love you, Jesus. God, for these people this morning, I pray that we would walk out of this place with thanksgiving on our lips. God, open our eyes this week in every conversation to give you praise. God, let us walk away from the conversations that don't. Guide us, Father. I'm going to say this, and then we're done. I want you to do me a favor. I, some of you, I feel to just begin to write what you're thankful for. The Bible says whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is trustworthy, right? That means find something. And I know when you're going through hard times and it seems like there's no hope, you forget. I'm telling you, in the, when it's the hardest times of our life, my wife and I stop and we say, what is noble? Let's give them praise. 
And so I want, I want to encourage you, write down what it is you're believe, just thankful for. Just literally sit over a notepad and just say, you know what? I, he did this. He's done this. He's faithful. You know, the priests, you know, would mark their stick. He's done this. He's done this. I think you should do it, man, so you don't forget how good he is and what he's done for you. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for this word this morning. As we go into this week, God, let us carry this for the year that we would live a life of thanksgiving. It is your will that we live this way. God, I pray as we go, our eyes would be wide open to the reality of who you are and that praise would give us that access in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Were you blessed this morning? Give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Lord. Love you guys. Be blessed. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. Don't forget to stop by the table in the back. Come on. Love y'all.